Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, your weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean Cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 519. I just went on a two-night media preview cruise of Celebrity Ascent, and it was surprisingly different in some respects to my first Celebrity Cruise on Celebrity Apex. And this week, I've got a look about what makes Celebrity Ascent different. Here we go. Celebrity Cruises launched a brand new ship, Celebrity Ascent. It is the fourth in the edge class of Celebrity Cruise ships, but still has some little things that are different and unique about this ship. And I had the chance to sail on a Celebrity Ascent for a two-night media cruise. Celebrity invited us to check it on out. And also on board the cruise with me was Don from EatSleepCruise.com. Don, welcome back to the podcast. Oh, thanks, Matt. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. And uh, you have... Uh, you're, you, you're very knowledgeable in celebrity cruises in general. One of, one of my first celebrity cruises on Celebrity Apex, uh, I was definitely Googling around Eat Sleep Cruise, trying to uh, learn all the stuff that you had in there. So I found it very helpful. And I thought, what better excuse to bring you back on than to talk about uh, the new celebrity ship? Well, I appreciate that. That means a lot to us. And yes, we've actually sailed, this, as you mentioned, it's the fourth edge class ship. So we've sailed on all of them now. So love this class of ship and love to talk to you about it. Yeah, let's talk about the edge class in general first, because uh, maybe some of our audience is unfamiliar with it. If you were to describe the edge class and how it differs from the rest of Celebrity's fleet, and or even maybe even Royal Caribbean's fleet to some extent, how would you characterize the edge class, Don? That's a great question. So to be completely honest, we have sailed with Celebrity a lot, but we've never done their smallest ship. So we've only done the Solstice class and now the edge class. Um, and obviously, you know, for folks who don't know Eat Sleep Cruise, we've sailed a lot with Royal. We've been on all the mega ships, the Freedom class. Uh, quantum class, et cetera, Oasis class, of course. So I guess the way I think about it, I, I liken it to the, it's a little bit smaller, right? Overall size, but I think design-wise, it's similar to the quantum class where it's a mega ship, but they've tried to kind of break things up a little bit with the public areas, especially inside to make it feel a little bit more intimate, maybe try to go for a little bit more of a luxury feel. And I think, I think the edge class succeeds in that. So I think it's definitely from a decor standpoint, I'm just feeling of some of those public venues feels a little bit more. I mean, celebrity is that premium line, but, but premium luxury line. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so it's kind of like quantum, but maybe it doesn't, it doesn't have an all star and doesn't have a skydiving simulator and all that stuff, but it does have some other cool features, which maybe appeals to people, you know, if folks are now I'm a little bit older than that. So it appeals to us old folks over here. Yeah. I think it was interesting about the edge class ships is, you know, if you were to be blindfolded and dropped in one of the hallways of the stateroom hallways, it looks just like a quantum class hallway. Uh, mm -hmm. It has the Eden, which is somewhat similar to 270 in terms of its overall look. It's also on the back of the ship, which I think helps kind of that comparison. And it's just very modern looking. I mean, I know that Celebrity's whole thing is, you know, modern luxury. But I think the quantum class ships in general have much more of a, a modern look to them, aesthetic, than you'll find on other Royal Green cruise ships. So I think your comparison to the quantum class is very uh, astute. I think it makes a lot of sense that it's it has that element to it that that makes it stand out just a little bit different from the rest of the fleet. I, to again, I totally agree. And I think the good thing about Ascent and also Beyond. So the first two ships, Celebrity Apex and Celebrity Edge, are more similar to each other than and then Beyond and Ascent. They don't they didn't change the class, but it's almost like an Edge Plus class, right? Because they made it longer, they made it bigger, they've added some venues to it, and they still consider it the same class, but it does have 
it does give it a little bit different feel. So if folks have sailed, maybe on the first one, Slippery Edge, or even Apex, I know you are an Apex recently, you, you could feel the, it's the same ship, but a little bit different, right? Yeah, absolutely. It reminds me a lot of you know going on Oasis or Allure, especially maybe Allure would be a better example today. Allure of the Seas versus Symphony of the Seas or even Wonder of the Seas. And that might be a little, that I think in that scenario, there's actually more differences than you would find between Apex and Ascent. But by the same token, um, there's just enough little touches and, you know, things. It's not a carbon copy of mm-hmm. the same ship. And that's something that, you know, whether you're talking about Royal Caribbean or Celebrity, it's really nice that the company continues to innovate these ships. It's not just, you know, just copies of the previous ships that came before it. And I appreciated some of those changes, Don, because having done Apex, I didn't realize that I really, like, when I went on Apex, I didn't say, oh, man, I really wish the Grand Plaza's um, was more center instead of set back. And then going on Ascent, I was like, oh, wow, this is a really nice change. And to be fair, right, that's what the president was talking about. And, and on those two day meetings, cruisers get to hear from executives and they mentioned that. And of course, all the cruise lines are all brands say, we listen to our customers. But I do think those changes and then the Sunset Bar, one of our favorite places, which is a hallmark. Most celebrity ships have a Sunset Bar and it's always kind of wedged at the very end on the upper pool decks. But the one on edge in Apex is like a sliver, right, of seating in that bar, and it's really tight, whereas on now Ascent and beyond, they're like, well, people love aft views, they love the wake views, they like to be outside, and let's just, we just let's create the ship so we can have a, a much more luxurious and larger two-deck space. So things like that, you didn't feel, this, you know, Sunset Bar is nice, you didn't feel like, oh, I needed a bigger one, but then when you get a bigger one, you're like, oh, wow, this is so much better. I was going to ask you, so is the, sun, the Sunset Bar, which is bigger, is that your favorite change or top change um with celebrity Ascent versus uh let's say i mean i know beyond is a little similar to it but you know within the beyond uh ascent class if you will so i guess as far as venues yes but i was really impressed and we can t- i don't know if you want to talk about it now or later about the the digital technology and some of the the activities and, and entertainment that they were offering which is not found i think anywhere else on celebrities fleet and they did it in a way that they didn't have to add a venue, right? They're not going to have a galaxy pavilion or an, a big arcade, but yet they were able to use spaces they have, but really enhance them and create activities that I think do appeal to all types of cruisers, not just younger people, but people like us who are like, yeah, I'll go play retro pong or something like that and be the mm-hmm. controller. Yeah, it was kind of cool. So you're talking about things like in the club in which mm-hmm. they had a, uh, I guess, a retro arcade in which it was a human sized a video game and you would be the controller or also the annex which we got a chance to preview as well which is a rental uh venue that can do a karaoke or uh watch you know a sporting event in there or watch a movie um i appreciated those things i mean that's really what i always like about royal caribbean and the fact that celebrities doing it as well uh is is even better is that you know they're 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 pushing the envelope they're innovating they're bringing new ways to 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 improve uh, certainly the cruise experience, but also augment it and, and kind of evolve it as it goes forward. Yeah. And I think the, the best part, as I mentioned, is it's utilizing a space for multiple different things. So I know in the two days, it was tough to kind of fit everything in, yeah. but in the club, they, they also do kind of more classic things. They have game shows and they have kind of trivia and they have like this desk what do they call it? It's kind of an escape room experience, but you're working in teams is not like a true escape room like what Royal Caribbean has. But they're able to then, as you said, use digital mapping and technology to add this additional experience, but it's not taking up any other real estate 
And with the annex, they basically just took the concierge. Like that little room was like the captain's club concierge area that loyalty folks would go to. They just added that to guest services right down in deck three. So they, just, they took that space and they said, well, we don't need to have this whole room for the loyalty desk. We can just add it to where guest relations is. So what can we do with this space? And then they have, as you mentioned, the high tech karaoke. They have those virtual game simulators for baseball, golf and all that stuff. My only thing is, and I'm sure they'll talk to folks more. They're still flushing things out. It would be nice if they had some open hours. I think they mentioned right now it's only day one that folks can come check it out. And then the rest of the cruise, it's going to be rental, like through shore excursions. You actually have to purchase a package, but there's only so many, so many things they can do. And I think they've already alluded to Excel is definitely going to have one, the next edge class ship. So obviously they, they, they tapped into something they know cruisers are really interested in this space. I got to share a quick story. I thought you were going to mention it, Don, in the going back to the club and some of the activities over there. They have a, a game show, which is called The Duel. And correct me if I'm wrong. It's a that's a new show to, to Celebrity. That I'm not sure. They like to say celebrity exclusive. So it's it, odds yeah. are it's it's not new to Ascent, but it's something that you'll only find there. And they have other branded ones. And then they have like generic ones. That's basically Jeopardy, but they can't say it's Jeopardy and things like that. So. Yeah. Well, at, at any rate, um, they have this show called The Duel, and uh, I was there with Don and Heidi, and we're sitting there, and you know, Don and I like to, to like to razz each other, you know, try to like you know edge, egg each other on into whatever whatever's happening, and you know, Don suggested, "What, Matt? Why don't you try out for the uh, for the duel?" And the duel is it's uh, essentially it's a trivia event. It's like who wants to be a millionaire meets Family Feud. I don't know. It's it's kind of a it was kind of a, a strange combination there, but it, it was mostly trivia based. All right, cool. You know what? I had a drink or two. I thought I would give it a try. And the way that it worked is before the game show started, they gave out these uh, these quizzes. It was like five or six questions, and you had to answer them, submit them in, and the top score would make it in. In my opinion, I assumed, well, obviously, I'm going to make it onto the stage. Obviously, I'm going to do so well with this that it's just a question of when will I be embarrassed and brought up onto the stage, and what kind of a dumb question will I miss out on, and that kind of thing. It never occurred to me that my score would be so low that I wouldn't actually make it onto the, the <laughs> game at all. And it was kind of an anticlimactic situation there. But hey, listen, we had a nice time nonetheless, right? We had a drink, yeah, and enjoyed it. I, I, you know, I was going to save you the humiliation of talking about that, but you could also bring up. So in the annex, as we mentioned, it's a digital sports simulator games, golf, and baseball. Matt wouldn't get up there, but I got up there and whiffed at the <laughs> t-ball stand for the <laughs> home run derby game. Uh, had the ball dribbling down the first base and third baseline, not even getting the thing into the air. Uh, so in my, so you know, my sports skills aren't as good as probably you think your trivia skills are. So <laughs> it, we both had plenty of embarrassing moments over two days utilizing all this great stuff. But I, and that's a new game for me. We've never seen it, but I just I don't know if it's new to a center or not because yeah, it could be on the older ships or other ships in the in the fleet. But I haven't seen it on an Ed ship before. I gotta say the the annex was really interesting though because the annex. We'll go back to this uh, for a moment. The annex is an area that Don mentioned, you know, it's a small area that you can rent. It's about $250 to $300 uh, for a party up to $15. And you can choose if you want to have karaoke or um, VR sports, golf simulators, probably the top choice they've got over there. Uh, you can also watch a movie in there, sporting event. Anyway, it's a really cool idea. I love the idea of this place because I find that when I go on a cruise, typically we're going on a cruise with, you know, friends and family. And on if you're when you're cruising on mainstream cruise lines, whether it's Celebrity or Royal Caribbean, you know, finding a private space for your group or a quieter space anyway is something I always look for. It's always nice to have that. 
And the fact that you can run this place out for about, I think it was two and a half hours every single time. I think it's a great addition. I, I really, I think that that kind that appeals so much to the way that I like to cruise with my friends and family. I wanted to know what, what you thought of the area. Cause I just really would have loved for this kind of a concept to come to Royal Caribbean. Well, good thing is they're sister brands, right? So yeah. if they get the feedback on the edge class, I, I can imagine they could add it to other, other ships in the celebrity fleet, as well as, as Royal Caribbean. I agree with you. I think, I know you can with groups, you can rent out spaces. And then the thing I was thinking of it when I was talking to some of our colleagues was like, what is it? The owner's box in Playmaker? Is that what it's called? Like that little yeah. space that you can rent out. But that's, depending on the ship, right? It's more or less private. Some ships is a little bit more private the way Playmaker is set up versus other ships. But you're still in another venue. This is a private venue that you have a host. They bring you in and you get a good chunk of time. So they mentioned for like sporting events, as you mentioned, or even a movie night. Do you want to bring your kids? They, they claim they have an entertainment system that can get virtually any movie or stream live events, as well as a karaoke system that has almost any song. So it is multi-purposed, and you do have that privacy. Plus, it comes with your non-alcoholic beverages. Your your beverage package does work, which I think is a plus. Sometimes you rent some of these things, and even if you have a beverage package, you're like, oh, well, if you have it, you need to pay for alcoholic beverages. And then they have snacks and different plans that you can purchase different different items. So. It's definitely, for lack of a better pun, a home run for a celebrity. Uh, <laughs> they didn't swing and miss like I did. Uh. But that. But at least they have something like the Game On. I think the Game On multiplayer experiences in the club where everyone can play. It's not limited to folks, and they have set times. And then you can play with each other. So we got to do a little bit of that, and I think you did too. I, I like those two because it is open to everyone. But the Annex is definitely something I could see. And you don't need 15. I, I suspect, though, we can talk honestly, right? That price is probably going to go up. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, at that price, I thought, wow, that's actually pretty low. I would definitely pay that in a heartbeat, especially for fifteen up to fifteen people. I mean, that's that's extremely low. I'd pay, yeah, I'd pay that. I'd pay less. We went for Thanksgiving with my wife's family, Heidi's family, and there was only six of us. I'd buy at that price for two and a half hours. I'd, I'd book it for six. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the other area that I thought was kind of interesting, I want to talk to you about, was the retreat. Um, we had a chance to stay in the retreat on again only two night cruise, so not exactly a huge sample size here. But the interesting thing about the retreat is it's uh, 25%, the indoor space is 25% bigger than on Celebrity Edge or Apex. And the the retreat is a kind of a concept that doesn't exist on Royal Caribbean. Um, it's an exclusive suite area. It's a combination of not only pool deck space, but also having its own restaurant, Lumine, and having, like, uh, best I can describe it in Royal Caribbean terms is a ginormous suite lounge that just goes on and on and on. I want to get your thoughts, though, on the retreat, Don, because you have a lot of experience with this, not only with, with the retreat on Celebrity, but also some of the other cruise lines and their uh, similar venues and what you thought of the retreat. True. Well, you know, of course, as I would say, I'm, I'm too economical to pay to go into many of these. So we've been <laughs> anytime we've been in like the haven of the yacht club or the retreat, it's been by invite from the cruise line. And I, I well, wonder does doesn't wonder have a, they, their best attempt, Royal's best attempt to try to do something where they had like a pool deck. And yes. a lounge exclusive, and it's all the way at the top in the front of the ship or middle. That's more in the middle of the ship, right? Yeah, it's not the, I mean, it's the rear elevator bank. So, yeah, whatever you want to call it, rear, back, middle. Yeah, it overlooks like the boardwalk and stuff, right? So, it's kind of yep. mid aft ish, whatever. So, it's most similar to that. But I think having stayed in one other retreat and then the Haven and Yacht Clubs on MSC, I would say, I think it's first of all, it's it's the rooms are nicer. And I think the serv the service is great on Celebrity, but you do it. It's nice to have all those amenities right there. So if you really want to just 
get away from everything else and enjoy your food, drinks, and a little elevated service, your own private pool, your own private sun deck, then the retreat is a really great option. It does come with some of those key features like Luminae, which we've only eaten there a couple of times because we've only done these shorter cruises. So there's only so much to eat there. But I do think the food's a little bit better than the main dining room. Not that the, the food on Celebrity isn't great. And then if you can still go to the show, just like the Haven or on Norwegian Cruise Line, I think that's the closest to it for me because I feel if if you're on these ships, maybe you're with your family or you're just traveling and there's over 3,000 people, right? I think the ship's 3,200 uh, a cent. So maybe you like some of the, the, the diverse options, like the different restaurants and bars that you're not going to find on a smaller ship, but you're looking for a quieter space, a little bit higher crew passenger ratio, you get the retreat, you stay there. And then when you want to go see the show in the main theater, you can just go there. It's not like you're stuck with a smaller ship or other brands where it's just that one, one musical performance mm-hmm. and the one nighttime activity. You have all the great things of a mega ship, but then still have, you can have an experience like a smaller ship. So I think it's a great product. Anytime we ever talk to anyone on Celebrity, they sell out. And I mean, I've definitely looked at it. We went on Celebrity Beyond for our anniversary. So kind of a bucket list trip for us. We went to the to Europe on Celebrity Beyond, and by t- and we book, you know us, we book like a year in advance. The entry level Sky Suites are already sold out. So, and then they just go up from there. So we stay in a Sky Suite, but they have all those larger suites, which Penthouse and I and the villas and all that. I mean, we definitely weren't going to look at that. So if you can get a Sky Suite, I think it's a great value. Yeah, it's it's really nice to have that. There's no doubt about that. And you know, having done a Celebrity Cruise outside of the retreat, and then done having done the smaller uh, short sailing in the retreat. It's really nice if you value having that exclusivity. It's almost similar to the Cocoa Beach Club at Perfect Day at Cocoa Key, I feel like, because why are you paying for the Cocoa Beach Club? Because it has a it has a beach, it has a pool, both of which you can find in other places around the island. I think ultimately most people pick to go to the to pay extra to go to the Cocoa Beach Club because they value that sense of exclusivity, being somewhere that has a limited capacity that they can enjoy without so much the larger crowds there. Not to say you can't have a good time elsewhere, but that's kind of the appeal to Cocoa Beach Club. And to me, that kind of reminded me a lot of it when I was in the retreat, is that you're in an area, an enclave, that is meant for people who are staying in suites only and for just, uh, you know, it's not, there, there's plenty of space to sprawl out. You don't have to worry too much about, you know, walking out and it's going to be overly crowded like you might have that fear if you're on the main pool deck or if you're going you know maybe to the main dining room for dinner and you were like oh gosh you know i don't know how long the wait's going to be um it's just more predictable and more uh enjoyable to the extent that you really value just having your own little space oh totally agree and i think the other thing too that comes with the retreat obviously there's all those benefits like priority check-in and things like that that are available for other suites on on other cruise lines like royal is that when you do the all-included you get the premium drink package. You get the high speed internet, not like baseline internet. And so you get other benefits too. And I think it's a very specific type of cruiser. And, and we're kind of in that realm where it's like, I just want to get on and not think about it. I don't want any upcharges. I don't want to have to worry about this and that. If you need to, they'll help you with dining reservations. You can get into the places. They claim there's reserved seating for the retreat, but I think because we, because the nature of our cruising, that section wasn't there. But I believe, similar to I think other, Suites categories on Royal that you're supposed to have a reserved seating area in the main theater. Also, if you stay in the retreat, so we can fact check that on. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. So that's even greater. You don't have to worry about getting the show a half hour early. Like it's just taking care of for you, and you know you can still experience everything else the ship has. But you have, as you mentioned, these exclusive areas for you, and you get a little bit special treatment. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to get your sense, Don. Also, shifting gears for a second. 
with these shows, the entertainment on board, because I know you guys love going to the shows. And I saw the shows on Apex. I saw one show on Ascent. And what was your take on the shows, the current state, I guess, of entertainment on Celebrity? And what do you like about it? What, what don't you like about it? Well, I think Celebrity has some great entertainment. And yet, where do those people go to every show? So Matt knows this and folks who follow us know we are show people. And I get it. Some folks aren't show people in general. And I know you have some shows you like, don't like. As far as, so, so comparing to Royal Caribbean, I still would always say globally, the Oasis class ships probably have the best entertainment. Talent-wise, I would say the talent's pretty similar, right? Celebrity gets some great singers and great dancers and other types of acts. I think just the venues that the shows happen, like the Aqua Theater, right? Or the Ice Skating Ring, Studio B. No, no real other cruise ships have that. What yeah. I like about Celebrity's Edge class is their theater is high-tech, right? It has digital screens. It has a unique setup in the stage with that 180 kind of openness, so it's not like some old school auditorium you had in high school. <laughs> it has a different setup than say other cruise lines might have with more, more traditional. And yeah. I think it allows them to do, to get as close to Royal Caribbean as far as immersive, as far as pushing the envelope with digital techno technology, having more physical elements, acrobatics, and other types of physical things that can bring the story to life. That I think is one reason Royal Caribbean I, to us still has some of the, the best entertainment anywhere, not just at sea. But I do think the shows on Ascent kind of continue that through line. Having seen the shows, the first shows on Edge weren't well received. I don't know if you remember this. They actually got can't like two two of the four. I think they had three original shows in like a what they called a resident headliner, so kind of like a Vegas style performer who's going to be on the ship for X amount of months. That concept kind of quickly they they abandoned that pretty quickly when Edge came out. So and I think with Apex they kind of rethought their entertainment. But since Beyond and Ascent have come out, I think they've definitely have gotten better with the storytelling. They have more modern songs. The choreography is definitely high energy. And I, we enjoyed the shows. I think the show you watched with us, we liked the second show a little bit more Awaken. And I think yeah. it was more because it had some more of those physical elements. It utilized the digital technology a little bit more. I felt like the show Bridges, which was still excellent, just kind of used the screens as a backdrop. Whereas the other show, the screens can move for folks who've been you know, the screens can move and they're supposed to be able to do different things with them to kind of make it like it's just not some stale backdrop like you would have at a typical theater. But I think the shows are definitely on par. And if you're an entertainment person and maybe even if you're not, I say give them a go. They're definitely not your stale old cruise review show. Yeah, that's the thing I appreciate about it. And maybe it's just because I'm new to that, that the stage style. Like maybe after like seven of those shows, I'll just be like, all right, well, I've seen this. and Now it's kind of lost on me. But I love that technology element, Don. The fact that it's, uh, and I forget, someone actually correct me, it's not a protruding stage, but the stage comes out, it's not a traditional stage, and you have that digital screen, a 4K uh, uh, screen behind the stage, which helps set the tone, helps establish what the scene is. And between that and, of course, the amazing acrobatics and, and also the performances, I mean, they were singing. These people were mic'd up. I've been on some cruise ship shows in which, they're clearly just lip syncing. They're not actually singing, but they were definitely mm -hmm. they were definitely singing in this one. And they have done they did a great job with it. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I thought it was a little long. Like the first show was 45 minutes on an apex. I swear one of the shows we saw was exactly an hour. And for not being like a musical or at least a show with a plot, like, you know, with like character protagonist, that kind of thing. I thought that was a little long for my taste. But um, I really enjoyed the the music there. The fact that um, there was a Dua Lipa song that like just came out earlier this summer is pretty significant, I thought, because anytime you have music that's less than, gosh, five years old when you see it on a cruise ship, that's like that's significant because usually 
you know, maybe let's call it, you could call it a throwback song or something like that, but usually the songs don't really evolve much or they're not that close to modern music, but it's just nice. Um, and, and I can enjoy a nice musical review where they just, you know, like they pick a song, they dance to have a loose theme to it and then move on to the next one. I certainly would appreciate more of a plot to these shows, but um, I think the, the stage itself, some of, if you've only cruised with the roller being like me and you come to celebrity, I think you're gonna be blown away by the stage and, and the, and the, and the shows there just by that virtue. I agree. That's definitely celebrity ascent and the edge class, right? The other solstice class that has a little bit more traditional of the theater, but we did hear in the entertainment behind the stage session that we had, that they're going to try to bring some of the lighting and other technological elements as best they can at scale to the millennium and the solstice class ships. So I think they know entertainment is a big differentiator for their customers and they're not going to put water slides in other types of activities. They have the digital activities, but what can they do in the entertainment space? Because I think, Anywhere you go now, stage productions are much bigger spectacles than they were even probably 15, 20 years ago. And the thing you notice too, I can remember going on World Royals, the first cruise line we ever sailed with, and Celebrity was kind of no easier than Celebrity. So we've been sailing with them the longest time. Is you could tell when a show was created, right? You'd get on a yeah. ship and you're like, oh, this show was probably created in the late 90s or early 2000s. <laughs> Here, at least, they, to your point, have really modern songs, but then classic songs anyone knows. Like they had, the Awakens had a couple of 80s hits in it. Uh, they did in the Bridges show, they had kind of that r- old school rap section where even though those songs are quote unquote old, they're not from the 40s and 50s. Everyone knows those songs, at least people yeah. my age, I guess. My generation and a little bit older and younger, like because those are classic hits, you know, the foundation of rap and those type of things. So I think they are looking more for how can we not date a show, be more evergreen and still have a variety of different music from different genres and different eras. And I think they did a really good job at that. Now we're talking about the theater shows, but uh, correct me. Were you able to go see the show in Eden? I think you were, right? You were able to get there? I saw part of it, yeah. Um, the you're, I know uh, the shows in the Eden are kind of interesting. I know that I had actually, when I went on Apex, I was a little leery of going to the Eden for the shows because I, I remember hearing all those stories about the original shows that you alluded to earlier. And evidently that's been really been cooled down. And as long, basically my concern was the interactivity of the of the entertainment. I don't want to be picked on and brought on stage. I'm not that guy. Um, but my understanding, and I think maybe you told me this, is as long as you're not in the first row or sitting at the bar, you're probably not going to get picked out for any of those things. That's true. And uh, they've even toned, I mean, you saw, I don't know if you were there, they brought in one person and they just named him Tom and Tom came in yeah. two or three times. But they've, so they have even toned that down. You're correct. And if you, if you really kind of blush away, they're not going to pick on you. You know, they went to the crowd. One part of the show is they ask people questions and they give you a drink. This is kind of a staple of an Eden show. They get that audience participation that Matt mentioned. But if you don't say the answer, they're not going to come up and harass you. I think they've they found out from early on whatever original concept and vision they had for Eden shows. Maybe just too, too avant-garde, I guess, for cruisers, right? Too new age and too out of out of place. To your point, cruisers like to know, well, this is going to be X amount of minutes. I can show up, I get my seat, I watch and I move on. Uh, but I do like, I think the Eden shows are a little bit different than what you get in the main theater. And as you mentioned earlier, it's 270-ish, but it's not nowhere near as technologically advanced. And I think the, the dance floor is basically the stage, so it's a much smaller space. So they're nowhere near, while the venue itself might have, might be similar because it's back of the ship and it's open and it has a bar and it has entertainment. It's no, it's definitely no 270. So the Eden shows are interesting. They just know there's no good sight lines, right? It's really yeah. tough to fun. Their shows are fun, and it's a small cast with some circus performers, so dancers, strength acts, and then some contortionists. But you got to get there 40 minutes early if you want a seat to actually see everything, or you kind of go upstairs and stand behind people. 
but it's it's going for something different. It's it's unique. You don't find many of the cruise lines that have shows or that are set up like that. Well, let's talk about dining on Ascent. You and I ate at a couple different restaurants. Although, let's start with the restaurant we both ate at at the same time, which was uh, Le Petit Chef. This is my first time doing this restaurant. And uh, Le Petit Chef is a group meal in the sense that everyone's sitting at different tables. But unlike a traditional specialty restaurant in which you're served you know, uh, at different times, basically, there's like a showtime. And everybody gets served at the same time. Everyone sees the same show at the same time. Uh, but it's not like hibachi, like where you're sitting at the same table. I want to make that clear. It's not like that thing. Uh, you're still sep- you have your own table, but you you basically there's only two so t- showtimes you can go to. And I, this was an interesting one. I did not do it on Apex because the menu is a fixed menu, and I thought, and rightfully so, in retrospect, that my kids would absolutely not eat anything on the menu. My wife was questionable as well. Luckily, they have the main menu, they have an alternative menu, and then they have a kids menu. And I was able to find stuff that was there that was my to my liking. Food was fine. I don't know that I would I would I'm gonna tell you in this episode. Wow, the food was amazing, Don. I can't wait to go back and eat that food. The show is really what you're there for, and it's really cute. Um, there's projectors above your table, and periodically throughout your meal, uh, a story is being told through this uh, animation that occurs via the projectors onto your table. It's a really neat effect, something definitely different, and I appreciated it. What did you think of Le Petit Chef? Well, I got to dump all my stock in it now. If you didn't like it, um, <laughs> uh, no. But so we, so we've done them all. Uh, so we've done the one on. Ed, so they have a different show on Edge, Apex, Beyond, and Ascent, and then other celebrity ships do have. I believe the original one, which is called Le Petit Chef and Friends. So all the Edge class ships have a unique story, as Matt mentioned. And then this, this is on a, several other ships in Cuisine, I believe, is where they have it on those older ships. But it's. They're all the same story, which I think is the same one on Edge, but you can fact check that. But all the Edge class ships have their own unique one. So if you've done it before, as Matt mentioned, you'll have a different show and different menu. And I guess I kind of overall agree with you. We've liked some more than others, and it's mainly the menu. Like yeah. the first one, I remember the man, the menu was like a competition. So it was like different regions, like French and then Asian and I think Italian. So it was like four mini chefs or petite chefs competing against each other. Which sounds like, and then stories are the stories are fun or whatever, but I think really what drives is the menu. So the digital technologies is fun. Check the menu out. And if you menu, like, oh, this seems like some menu I'd like or the alternative. And actually, folks who know Heidi know she's wicked picky. They brought her, I don't know if you caught this, they brought her the chicken dish from the main dining room for her entree. Oh, did not see that. I asked yeah. for, so I asked for the French onion soup in the main dining room, and their waiter was like, I would love to bring you this. But if I bring you it, everyone in the restaurant's gonna see it because it's French onion soup and it's very noticeable. Right. And everyone else is going to want the same thing. We don't want to do that. So I guess grilled chicken, nobody cares about. And they were happy no. to bring it to <laughs> Right. Well, she just said, and, well, she's, well, they had a vegetarian option. Yeah. But they, she's like, you know, I, I eat chicken. And they came back. Well, the chef can we'll get you some of the chicken. chicken. And we're like, we know this because this happens at any steakhouse Heidi goes to, like an NCL or the cruise line. They don't have a chicken dish. We're just like, just can you just run downstairs and get the basic chicken? So no, they did bring what looked like the basic chicken from the main diner, which was fine. Yeah, we've done that before at other restaurants, especially restaurants, and we've paid the cover charge. It's not a money thing. It's just Heidi's a very picky eater, but she did eat all the other options, as you said. You can kind of mix and match the main menu, which goes along with the show, or those alternative menus or kid menus, which don't relate to the show. So in the show, I guess to be clear, folks, each course there's a story behind it, and you see the petit chef create the meal in front of you, and then in a perfect world, your server puts it down right when the scene ends to kind of culminate. Here's why you have this particular dish. So yeah. when you have the alternative menu, the scene ends and you just get whatever that other option is. Sure. 
Now, you also ate at the Fine Cut Steakhouse. Uh, what did you think about that restaurant? It's my favorite steak. It might be one of my favorite steakhouses anywhere on land or sea, but I definitely think it's one of the best steakhouses at sea for sure. And we've eaten on steakhouses on Royal multiple times, on Norwegian, on, I mean, Hal, Princess, all the cruise lines. I think it's one of the best values too. It's not cheap. Princess has a great value. They're, they're especially dining more recently priced, I think, than Royal and Celebrity or Norwegian, but Norwegian gives it the dining package. I think it was amazing. I had a filet. It was cooked just like I requested. The sides are uh, fabulous. I think they're a good portion. And they actually do have a chicken dish on the entree. So we don't have to get the server running to the main dining room for Heidi. So we had a great experience and I highly recommend it. We have a review, I think, from Beyond on, on our site. Uh, if folks want to check it out. So if you're into steak, if you've eaten at Chops before and you like Chops, I think you're going to love the Fine Cut Steakhouse. I ate at, uh, the night that you had a Fine Cut, I ate at uh, Lumine, which is the sweets restaurant. And it's mm-hmm. essentially very similar, I think, to the Coastal Kitchen. It's like main dining room, but for sweet guests only. And it's a beautiful venue. It's up on, I forget what deck it is, 14, 15, 16, something like that. And uh, so it's a great location. Uh, it it almost feels like, uh, and I granted it was at night, so maybe that contributed to it, but it felt a little dark in the sense of, um, you know, almost like when you go to a Chops Grill on Real Caribbean, it's like that, 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 it's not bright and illuminated like the main dining room is. It's, it's a little darker and it's a little, uh, maybe it's more romantic, you want to call it. Maybe it's a little more, uh, quaint, but I enjoyed the, the meal there, quite frankly. It was really nice. Uh, and, you know, that's the nice thing about when you're staying in a suite is you have access to that restaurant, or you could go to the main dining room uh, if you'd like. The nice thing about Lumine is that it's included in your cruise fare if you're staying in the retreat, which is a nice benefit there. So, you know, the food overall was fantastic, and I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about my favorite restaurant on a celebrity ship, I got to say, which is Ocean View Cafe. My goodness, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't realize, Don, I needed Ocean View Cafe in my life until I went to Ocean View Cafe. Well, you've been brought up on the Windjammer, so yes. uh, now, now you know, which is Windjammer is pretty we're not big buffet people. So we, we didn't go to the buffet at all besides to take photos. And oh. that's, t- that's typically, I teach your own. That's typically it. But I did want to ask you just we'll go back real quick. I know we, neither one of us got to eat in the main dining room on ascent, but you did on apex. Would you say Luminae was a little bit better than your experience you had an apex in the main dining room or the it's same? Great, it's a great question. Um, we had such good service. And again, one night in Luminae versus like, we ate like five nights in the main dining room. Or four nights on Apex, it's hard to compare exactly. I think it just reminded me a lot of Coastal Kitchen versus the main dining room on Royal Caribbean. Like, there's pros and cons to both. Uh, as an example, they didn't have the French onion soup in Lumine, but they have it in the main dining room. And uh, I, <laughs> every night, I was like, all right, after like three nights, I'm like, I'm not getting the French onion soup anymore. I've had my fill for this cruise. The next day, I walk in and be like, man, I could really go for some French onion soup right now. Um, <laughs> so it was, it's really nice having that. And the variety is really what, what it's all about because uh, the menu is is larger. So I like I appreciated what Lumine had to offer. And I thought that their presentation and the atmosphere was certainly a step above the main dining room for sure. Fair enough. And again, it's, we've been on it. We were two days, right? So we're talking about these ships and we've sailed on other slavery ships. But it is tough to give really fair comparisons when you have a full week long or a full yeah. cruise compared to the two nights. Plus, they they. We were only, I think, at uh, 2100, right? As opposed to a full ship, which changes things a little bit, at least for shows and some of the other at- atmosphere. But but the Ocean yep. View Cafe, we we do say Celebrity has one of the best buffets. We just don't tend to eat there very often. I, I mean, it's just the, it's the cooking stations that really makes it stand out. Royal Caribbean, best case scenario, you've got like 
two cooking stations, I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. There's going to be two cooking stations, I'm going to say, when you're on a Royal Caribbean ship in the Windjammer. And here, I mean, you're just flanked by them all over the place, which is fantastic. I do say, again, we've been in there. I have eaten there, don't get me wrong. But yeah. we uh, for two days, we, we just kind of peeked in, saw what the selections were. But they do have a large grill section, as you mentioned, custom yeah. walk, stir fry in the morning, multiple omelet stations. And I do think it's, it's more open and a little bit easier to follow than we're on Oasis ships a lot, as you know. And, and yep. so that's kind of my most recent comparison, kind of those larger ships, which isn't fair either. I get that because those ships are much larger than the edge class ships. So it's just a different atmosphere, but, so, but they do uh, have late night pizza, which is pretty good. We have eaten the pizza in the back. I don't know if you've got any pizza while you were there. Yeah. Not on beyond, but on apex, they, they did. The only weird thing with the pizza was like, they just didn't seem to understand that like people might want pizza a lot. And they just, there was a lot of waiting. Like they, they had them, the, they had the dough and everything ready to go, but they never had the pizza ready to go. It was like, Oh, we need more than three slices of pizza at any given time. What? Okay. Let's put more in. They just seem to like, it, whereas in Sorrento's, it's like the old uh, arcade game Tapper. Do you remember that one where they just shovel pizza at you constantly? It just seemed like it was, I don't know, maybe this was just Apex or, or my particular sailing, but they just couldn't keep up with demand. And it, it almost seemed like they were surprised every time we went over there. Like, wow, people want pizza? Like, yeah, but it's really good, though. <laughs> it is pretty It is pretty good. It's one of the better pizzas at sea. That, that, that reminds me, that setup reminds me, now you're not a big coffee drinker, right? Oh, I love coffee. Oh, okay. I don't think I've ever... Well, so Cafe El Baccio, right, is the coffee shop on Celebrity Ascent, one of our favorite bars to go to. And at peak times, they're just got espresso shots being made, right? They don't know what the drink it's going to throw into or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like when I go to like Cafe Promenade or a Starbucks or whatever on a royal ship, it's every order like, okay, you want this drink? And then they go and make a shot every single time. That's why yes. there's this long queue. So I kind of feel that that's similar to the pizza situation here because I want to be like, guys, it's seven o'clock in the morning people are going to be ordering espresso based drinks just pump out these shots of espresso and whereas on, <laughs> on celebrity that's it's just a well-oiled machine like your starbucks or your coffee house at home they they anticipate that so i i that kind of made me think of that when you said that about pizza but you are right anytime you go get pizza you never see like full pizzas or them like really hustling in the back it's like i have a photo of like half a pepperoni pizza like two slices of a white pizza is a pizza photo from this trip yeah <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> Uh, last question for you, Don. Now you've cruised more than I have, obviously. Is Celebrity Ascent your new favorite celebrity ship? If not, what is your still your favorite celebrity ship? I never like to answer our favorite ship question, so I guess, I guess yes. So, B, I would have said before when we get that generic question, not only about celebrity cruises, but in general, we were always very fond of the Edge class. I think for us, we don't have any, we don't travel with any kids, and the mix of the entertainment, dining, size of the ship. We are mega ship fans. I know some folks don't like those, but we love bigger ships because of the diverse venues. We would always say we're partial to Edge class, but I think Beyond and Ascent are a little bit better than Apex and Edge. And now Ascent with the digital enhancements. And we didn't get to see all the shows either. So I guess I would say, yeah, Celebrity Ascent is probably our favorite Celebrity Cruiser ship. But again, we haven't seen on the smaller Celebrity Ships and I know people love them, right? Just so some folks love the, the the smaller royal ships. So, but if you're never been on a mega ship, I I can't think of anyone I don't think would like this ship, unless you have really little kids, right? Because you said your kids would kind of hit or miss with some of the youth activities, right? Yeah, but my kids are hit or miss with the youth activities because my kids are very uh, picky or or just they they don't let themselves. They're they're not the hey let's go try that kind of kid. They're the I've. 
I'm, I'm hesitant to try anything new kind of kid, which I think is a lot of people, but um, you know, it is what it is. So uh, anyway, Don, thank you so much for joining us here. Of course, you can check out Don's work over at eat sleep cruise.com. Appreciate you uh, joining us here. And I'm looking forward to uh, cruising together, perhaps on a real Caribbean cruise ship next. Well, hope so. Again, thanks for having us. And let's not forget Heidi was also one half of eat sleep cruise as well. So I'm, I'm like one third. She's like two thirds. So uh, <laughs> she's here in spirit. Cause as Matt knows, she's, microphone and camera shot yes well she's probably at the spa right now but nonetheless i appreciate she's her. working hard she bumped out three <laughs> articles while you were taping this podcast awesome fantastic we love to see that <laughs> thanks again matt i can hit the stop recording here we go